about that worship team, y'all? Best in the country, I'm telling you. Jay on a percussion, thank you, brother. Get the smack stuff. You left me hanging, it's all good. Caught that on Facebook Live, too, then, man. It's, <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. It hurt a little, but it's cool. Well, I thought, thank you guys very much. Awesome, beautiful. It's like fire, like, there's a lot of heat coming off this seat right here, right? Dude, it's like, oh, hot, I better stay over here, I'll be sweaty. Thank you, Jay, for beating the stick. Hey, thanks, buddy, appreciate you, man. Pete, Pete, love you too, man, love you guys. Love this church, man, love what's going, what God is doing, amen, right? Dude, crazy stuff. Hey, listen, uh, Dan the man, that's good stuff on the keyboard, what do you call that thing? The pianer, I don't know, it's the keyboard. Um, Great stuff, guys. Good. Welcome. New City Church, good to see you. Good to see you online as well. Uh, we are having a blast this morning uh, in the house. And it's good to see a returning of some, uh, some, some folks that we haven't seen. And we had some people that, uh, man, we, man, we just we, we reached out to even yesterday as the youth did, uh, did a kind of a, a tour of, uh, are you going to pound it now? You're going to pound it. There we go. Right on. Oh, no. See? I was just stretching. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Jay, thanks a lot, pal. You made me look bad and made my hurt feelings. Um, we got some cool, like, just uh, just amazing stuff. It was cool to see the youth going around town. Uh, the, and I don't know how this happened, but we were all dressed up in costumes, right? And uh, for some reason, we had, well, I, I know why. We had horses, like, leading us, and then we had a wagon that we were all, or a trailer that we were all sitting on, passing out candy to kids, and there were kin- kids that were from all over the town were running up, getting candy, all this kind of stuff, but they gave me poop patrol for the, like, I had a shovel. I didn't have any candy, you know. I was like, what the, how'd that happen, man? You know, it was, it was a terrible, this job stinks. Um, saw what I did there, because poop stinks, you know, it's a, yeah. you got to explain it, it's not funny, right? So, but, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and everything like that, but I have a costume that was ready to go, but I noticed none of the youth lived up to their part of the bargain and wore their costume to church today, so you thought it was a trick, but I had it ready to go, but my uh, Scooby outfit's in the back, so if somebody does show up, uh, then I'll put it on, so that's all right, man. it's all good, because this is a very heavy message I've got today, and it would be weird with a Scooby costume, but I'm willing to do it, okay, <laughs> just letting everybody know. A couple quick things, too, just keep in mind, next week, we are changing times, or the, the time changes next week, we've got, uh, so it's, uh, is it fall back, right, so we, everybody gets an extra hour of sleep. And so don't get mad if you show up to church early and you go, well, what happened, man? Right? I'm usually the guy that shows up an hour late during the springtime. I'm like, oh, oh that's today. But uh, just keep in mind, that's uh, so we're, we're, our, our time changes next week. Uh, so just fall back on Saturday night, an hour back, extra hour of sleep. Uh, I promised Mama Carolyn one thing, that Mama Carolyn is our, everybody say, hey, raise, raise your hand, Mama Carolyn. Dude, I'm telling you, raise your hand, Mama Carolyn. Say, hey, everybody say, hey. Mama Carolyn, she needs a ride Thursday to her eye doctor. Uh, I promised you, I, I promised everybody I would announce that to everybody. So if anybody can give her a ride to her eye doctor, here's the situation. She drives herself, all that kind of stuff, and they're going to dilate her eyes. But here, if she doesn't get a ride, she's going to get behind the wheel anyway. All right, so, so somebody got it? All right, I think we got it. Cool deal, cool deal. 
um, one of the things too that uh, that we're involved with several things in the community. We've got a city event too uh, today where uh, we're doing Halloween and co- hot costumes and all that kind of stuff. You know, as a church, a lot of times we're like, yeah, we don't really celebrate Halloween because of the ghosts and goblins and that kind of thing. So I, I'm hoping after the message today, we say, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Like we Christians are gonna take back October 31st. Is that cool? That makes it like let's do that, right? Let's just take it back. Like no more the the the, the Satanists and stuff like that, and the ghosts and the goblins and death. It's about life. It's about salt. It's about all that kind of stuff, right? Maybe we ought to be like a like a like a shaker of salt or something for. <coughs> What's that? A salt shaker. Yeah, you got one. I can know, but I'll make one. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, a couple of quick things too. Uh, we have. Uh, if you have one of these, this save the date for November 21st. It is what we're calling our Seek Offering. We're praying that it's going to be the largest offering of the year that will fund all the ministries that we've been talking about for the last few weeks uh, that are coming up in, uh, in uh, next year. And next week we start, <coughs> excuse me, the Seek uh, series that we're going to be doing that leads up to November 21st. November 21st, we're also Going, not only going to be funding the ministries that are new, like young adults, like the Connections Ministry, thank you guys very much, like the uh, communication stuff that, that, that we're doing, like it's all, the education piece of this, all the different things that we're doing, uh, first impressions, celebrate recovery, which actually starts this Friday night, right? This town has been asking for a celebrate recovery or something like it. By the way, it's not just drug addiction. It's 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 all kinds of dysfunctions that we can have. Food addictions, right? Uh, porn addictions, uh, all the different things that, that we can deal with. It's not just a, even just addictions. Sometimes it's uh, uh, what do you call it? Not dysfunction, but uh, codependency, right? Like we're having to deal with those kind of things. And what would it look like if this city had no addictions of any kind? Would it change? Would our world change, right? What would it look like if we actually had those kind of things? And also, I want to share with you guys that we are actually changing the service times in about a month. We're going to go from nine o'clock to ten thirty. From nine o'clock to ten and ten thirty, we're going to go to nine thirty and eleven o'clock because we're starting to get crowded in the second service, as you can see, right? So these things that we got a lot of people starting to come back. We got a lot, all these kind of things, and we're going to be. Like changing over the next year, our focus to really reach the lost. Now we should be doing that all the time, and I hear people saying that that kind of thing all the time. And and, and yeah, we should reach the lost, but but we also not just reach the lost. We are some some years we focus on discipleship. Some years, a couple of years ago, we actually focused on rest. Right. Some years we actually say, okay, we got like it's all that. But this year, our focus is going to be those who don't know Jesus. We want to bring them into the into the kingdom, bring them into the family, bring them into the into the church. Amen. And I'm excited about that. I really am. It's a, it, it's it's it, like I'm jazzed up, like nobody's business to to do that. Cause that's kind of my my thing. There have been some years I'm like, all right, yeah. Um, like I'm, my gifting is to tell people about Jesus and have this. Well, I have like have people respond to it, and I just love that. Right? I love people help, helping people understand who He actually is. Some people love taking care of of, of other Christians. Some people love, like, teaching. Some people love all those kind of different things. But this year is our seek where we're going to be reaching the lost. And our whole mentality in a lot of ways is going 
going to change how we do church services, and, it, and it's going to impact how we do outreach. It's going to impact how we disciple and what we do. We're not just going to serve the community. We're going to go uh, serve and tell people about Jesus and invite people in. Amen? Does that work? Are you with me, New City? You with me? I, I, this is something that we're going to emphasize big time. Because here's what we've learned in this series called This Is How We Do It, which this is the last of, <coughs> excuse me, gosh, this is the last series that we're going to, last of this series. How long have we been going on this series? Eight weeks or so, something like that? It's a study through First John, and we've had the song not play today, so there's no dancing going on. No, we can't do it now. We can't do it now. Well, we can. Yeah, I mean, if Daniel will join me, I'd be happy to Everybody. No, no, okay, gotta stop it. Daniel's not with me. Daniel's not with me. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. Can't do it. That's all right. You know, we'll play that song next week. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. All right, Dan the man. All right, I need you next week. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to review a little bit about what we've gone through, and then there's a tremendous challenge for us as, as a church that I want to invite us into at the end of this message. I want to pray for the offering, pray over the offering, because these things, you know, one of the things about the ministry, the Seek offering that we're going to have is um, this actually funds the ministries, so we don't have to worry about that. We, rather than, because how many times if you've ever been in a church where things get tight financially, the first thing they stop is missions. Or the first thing they stop, because they got to pay the bills, right? And so what we want to do is get those things funded. We keep those in a separate account, and they actually fund the ministries that we've been talking about. Amen? And so let me pray for that offering, pray for this offering today that funds the rest of the stuff. Father, we love you, and we thank you for your provision and your, like, this is all your money anyway. And so we thank you for that. And we ask that you, man, show us how to spend these, these dollars, where to go, where do they need to go, what do they need to do. And we thank you, Lord, in advance for providing the funds to pay for the structure for these ministries. We love you, we trust you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. All right, so what we have learned in this series in 1 John is that we are to be childlike, not childish. And by the way, Tony Greasehaber is our new communications guy. He's been on me a bunch, haven't you, Tony? He's been riding me, man. He's been saying, look, we got systems in place, we need to use them, right? So one of the things he said, you gotta, we got to use this app we got. And I'm like, all right, so we got this app, uh, New City Church app. One of the things you guys can do, if you download this app, you can follow along in this. Rather than writing notes, you can actually plug in the, remember I said uh, childish or childlike, not childish. We got that, got that one up there? You got that up? So childlike, not childish, you can actually fill in the blanks on your app. And then send it to you. I know it's crazy, man. It's like it's like Star Trek stuff, man. I should address this Captain Kirk. That'll work. You can follow along and then send it to yourself at the end. It's really, really awesome. You can give, you can look at this, you can get some swag, New City Church shirts, all kinds of stuff, right? Second thing we've learned is that we're to be lovers of God and people. God said to, like, the, the greatest of commandments, according to Jesus, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
My neighbor, Greg King, is in the house. Dude, everybody loves you already, bro. Dude, we lived, uh, lived across the street from each other for 22 years, man. We've, we've had so many conversations about politics and Jesus and everything like that. I was like, you walked in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. But it's cool. But I love you, right? My neighbor. Yeah, man. We are to be a light in the darkness. And, and, and what we learned is that, that there's so many people that say, hey, this world is going to hell in a handbasket. It's all written down in Revelation. There's nothing we can do about it. And everything's going to go down. And my thought was, no way, not on our watch. How many revivals have we seen happen over the last couple thousand years where people were, they were looking at it from this, it's, it's gone, it's over, it's done with, right? And then revival happens. That's why we're to be a light to the world. It's dark out there, man. We've had a political crisis. We have had a financial crisis, a health care crisis, a racial crisis. And it seems so confusing to believers. And it's like, wait a second, God's truth doesn't change. And if we're guided by that, man, it's going to help us to navigate through a bunch of that stuff, right? So that's why we've got to be on the side of truth. It's another thing we looked at. Jesus said, those who are on the side of truth, hear my voice. And so that's why we got to say, okay, God's word, then everything else compared to that, right? Last week, Joe, my man, he kicked it, killed it. Your message was amazing, dude. Look, it was fantastic. We talked about the spiritual realm, that there's, there's an actual spiritual realm that we don't see, and it's everywhere in Scripture, and yet, Yet sometimes we get so focused on what we do see that we forget that there's, there's battles going on that we don't see, right? There's, there's actual angelic wars that we don't see. We don't, they're, they're fighting for you and for me. And here's the deal. What I, what I didn't say in the first service is so important for us to understand. We're actually above the angels, according to God. You're like, we have a higher rank. The angels are not made in God's image. You and me are. We more than matter, right? Like we don't just exist and we're not just accidents. Like we are made in his image. And, and, and there's all these things that are going on. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what if we actually trusted God in that realm and then thought about everything that we do according to, to that realm, that heavenly realm? It sounds so weird because we see what we see and we get so angry about the different things that we get angry about or we get excited and happy about the different things that we get excited and happy about and they're all here and yet yet there's this element that's going on up here that we tend to ignore because it's not right in front of us we can't see it feel it taste it smell it but it's there jesus when he sent out his his guys in pairs and they went from house to house to house and he found they he's like he's like talk to them about the peace that can come on to this household if they reject you, man, kick rocks, right? But here's what they came back and they said, wow, Jesus, even the, even the demons submit to us in your name. And, and basically what's, what's incredible is Jesus said, like, so what? Of course that's going to happen. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Don't rejoice in those things. Don't rejoice that, you're, that you see healing, that you see the demons 
like flee, don't resort. Like that's supposed to happen if we're believers and we're, we're, we're believers in God and believers in Christ, right? Those things are supposed to happen. He said, don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Think up here, guys, right? And when we navigate all the stuff in this world, we got to learn that this week fighting God's way is going to take us having this heavenly perspective and a trust in things that we don't see so that we can step in in confidence and swagger in the Lord. Amen. One of the things that Joe talked about in, in 1 John 4, uh, verse 4, it, it, like John's writing to the early church in his own hand, right? Like the, uh, the, the gospel of John, some people think that it's, it was actually a lot, of the, a lot of John's teachings that were written down by his students. Uh, this is actually written by John to the early church. And he said, you are from God, little children. And you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And he says, you've already won. By the way, wouldn't it be really cool to everything that you do, you already know you win? How would it change how you dealt with it, right? Like, I'll be like, I, I can't lose, maybe, you know? Like it, and that's the way we're supposed to be in, our, in a Christian walk. You with me, New City? You understand this, right? This is, this is a, like, it's already done. We're God's children. I met with a guy this past week that was doing some really cool things, and, 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 and like, there was, just seemed like God was blessing him. And he said, man, I, I just feel like I'm partnering with God nowadays. And I said, be careful, man. It sounds right, but be careful about that because you're his child. God's your dad, right? He's your father, and he's blessing you as his son. The dude just started boo-hooing, right? Because he didn't thought about it like that. He's like, yeah, me and God. It's like we're co-equals. We're partners. He goes, I, 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 said, I said, hey, dude, I'm your brother, but I'm your partner. God's your dad, and we've already won. Paul writes to the writes to the early church in Ephesus, and he says in, in Ephesians 6, some of us know this well, but but check this out. And it's a, it's a new perspective. I had, had it on, on it this week, and it was just fresh on me. He said, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Be strengthened by the Lord and his vast strength. This is what gives us strength as his as his soldiers, right? It says, put on the full armor of God. Now, a lot of people think, yeah, I know, I've, I've heard this before. I, 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 I know about the helmet. I know about the shield. I know about the breastplate and the, like, all, like the sword, all that stuff. I know all about it, and I've, I've read all about it, and we've studied all about what it means. But, but understand, we are not just putting on pieces of armor. We're putting on God. He's that, he's that, he's that protection that can't be destroyed. And by the way, even if our bodies are destroyed, guess we're not destroyed. We get to live for all of eternity. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of what? Of this of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil where in the heavens. That's where our battle lies. And yeah, we can put on the full armor of God and argue with people on Facebook thinking we're going to win souls. I've, by the way, I've done that lots of times. It's 
man, years because I figured, you know, I'm just all exhausted. I mean, I'll be at work. I'm mean, like, oh, what would they say now, man? Oh, yeah. You know, because I, I didn't win the arguments because we got the arguments, right? We got a risen Jesus, man. Nobody else has got that. We got that, right? But, but my arguments, even though they made people look silly, guess what? They never won souls. So I can win arguments and lose their soul. It's crazy. Like, seriously. They, they, they get mad. They reject Jesus. They think I'm, you know, all kinds of things because I, you know, I was argumentative and stuff like that. Well, what if we actually did it God's way? Thought about the heavenly realms. Thought about the battles that are going on up here, man. And then that just dictates how we do it. This is why. You must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist the evil, resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. You got to be able to take a stand, but it's got to be based on God's truth, nothing else. Everything else has got to be compared to, to that. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and, and your feet saddled with readiness for the gospel of peace. Man, I could use a Captain America uniform right now. Except he doesn't have a sword, so we're going to get with that. In every situation, check, take the shield of faith, and with it, you'll be able to extinguish all the fl flaming arrows of the evil one. The evil one is going to come after you, guys. One of the things that I tell people, if you're going to step into this battle, if you're going to actually be consumed by Jesus, you're going to put on, on Jesus, you're going to put on God, and you're going to step into the things that he wants you to step into. For some of us, it's like I'm stepping back into church for the first time in a while. For some of us, I'm stepping into ministry. For some of us, I'm stepping into starting a church. For some of us, it's start, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this job. I'm going to do that kind of, And I'm going to follow God. Guess what? You think the devil, the enemy, is just going to sit there and go, yeah, it's cool, man. Let him go. He's going to shoot you. And so many times we're, we're, we're not protected by that armor of God because we haven't been in his word. We haven't been in his prayer. We haven't been asking him to protect us. And sometimes I feel bad because people have stepped into ministry and all of a sudden financial things and health things and things. And I've forgotten to say, hey, if you do this, he's coming after you. But that's not something that we should be even afraid of. I hear Christians all the time like, oh, man, Antichrist stuff. And, oh, man, I'm talking, man, that punk ain't got nothing on me and you if we got God on. Amen. Pray at all times. Oh, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough in him to speak as I should. Man, you know, when we hear about Christians being persecuted and we get all angry, and I'm not saying we shouldn't get angry. I'm not saying we shouldn't have emotions based on our Christian brothers and sisters being thrown into jail, being persecuted, being killed, being boiled, and whatever's all's happening, either in the Middle East or Africa or wherever it is, man. China, you, you name it. People are are being thrown in for having a page of the Bible or a Bible app on their phone. They're getting killed. Are you kidding me? And we, yeah, I'm not saying we should be going, yay. But what I am saying is that sometimes we tend to say, Lord, protect them, right? Lord, 
release them from prison. Lord, Lord, may they escape this punishment. And, and, and yet, Paul says, pray for me that I will be bold. I'm, I'm in jail right now, and I'm probably not going to make it very much longer. I pray. He didn't ask for, hey, could you pray for my release? And I am not saying that we shouldn't be praying for the release of our brothers and sisters and their protection, but I am saying I am praying for their boldness because this is an eternal perspective, a heavenly one, right? And what we'll see is that, and, and then, and so, so, so we pray for other people, and then there's this interaction that we've got to have with one another to help one another be the best soldiers that we can be. Paul wrote to the church in Galatians, said, Brothers, uh, Galatians 6, 1, if someone is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit. Watching out for yourself so you also won't be tempted. Like, we've got to be able to share with our fellow brothers and sisters, like, like I see this kink in your armor. Right? I see this, this, this dullness of your sword. Like, I, I see that, like, we've got to be able and willing to do that with one another. Because, like, like you think about the greatest football team, uh, the, 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 it used to be the Chiefs. I don't know what's going on right now. I still, they're still good. Okay, cool, cool. But you notice that they're not just individually in their positions. They're encouraging one another. Somebody messes up, they'll tell one another that. Like, we've got to be the same way. This is what soldiers do. Like, come on, soldier, right? Like, let's fight this together. This is why I tell people, man, like, don't be afraid to confront, but do it in love and grace and mercy because that's how it's supposed to be done. It's what discipleship actually really is. It's not just pointing out your sin and your sin and your sin and, and you're going to go to hell if you don't repent of that. It's a matter of, hey, I want to win. And I want people to do that with me too, and people do. But which is what he's called us to do. And in 1 John 5, this is kind of the summary of everything we've been talking about. John writes to the early church, now this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. Meaning, if we want what he wants, we'll pray for it and he gives it to us, right? If anyone sees his brother committing a sin that, that does not bring death, he should ask and God will give life to him. To those who commit sin that doesn't bring death, there is sin that brings death. You know what that sin is, by the way? That sin that brings death, there's, a, there's one. It's a, it's a rejection of the Holy Spirit. It's a rejection of, of Jesus' gift. This is why we tell people about this gift. This is why unbelievers need to know or they're going to die. It sounds like, man, so the responsibility is on us to tell but not to change. The Holy Spirit opens up minds and hearts, but we have got to be able. Somebody's telling me just this morning, isn't it Romans, that it says, how will people know if we don't tell them? Right? We got to tell them. Because their very lives are at stake. Maybe not their physical lives. They may live, outlive all of us. But when we look back at from an internal perspective, man, we want to do, we, yeah, we want to serve, right? We want to share things with people. We want to help people be not be hungry anymore. We want to help with addictions, right? We want to reach young adults. But if all we do is just do these things in fellowship and so that people go, man, you guys are really cool, 
and, and they go to hell anyway, it's like, what are we doing? Amen. That's why we're going to reach the lost. We've got to help one another. We've got to help each other through this. There is one thing that leads to death, and that's a rejection. It's not a, it, it, some translations, it's a blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. And I've had people even say that are rebellious. So they say, well, I did not blaspheme the Holy Spirit then. How about that? No, nothing happened. And it doesn't work like that. It's a, it's a matter of do you, in your heart, in your mind, and in your, what you do, do you reject who God actually is? Because this, is this is a real deal, man. Like this is, that's what leads to death. It's like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it, right? That's a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants everyone to know him. This is what the scriptures say. God so loved the world that anyone who believes in him will not perish. The world's condemned already. That's where everybody's going. It takes a savior from that destruction. And that's where we are. So here's what we want to do. We want to fight with a heavenly perspective with a sincere desire to see those who don't know him yet know him, right? And by the way, if anybody in here does not know Jesus, talk to me, talk to somebody that does. It's that important, guys. Like, you don't, you're not promised another second of breath. And this isn't a scary thing. Like, oh, it's pretty scary if you don't know him. I don't have to do anything scary, right? But we're going to fight with a heavenly perspective. The second thing is that we understand now, and if we think about how prayer works, that prayer strengthens the war effort that we can see and the war effort we cannot see. It's amazing. Like I think about the, the angelic wars that are going on between God's angels and the devil's. And it's like, I, I think of now, when, when I'm praying that it's not just me asking the Holy Spirit to intervene in the world here, but it actually strengthens the war effort that I can't see. Amen? And I want us to be thinking like that, man. It's like, it's like okay. And because it prompts me to prayer, because honestly, I need to improve my prayer life. And this is something I, I'm going to ask a challenge for all of us that I'm going to join you in this week, but but one of the things that people are so concerned with right now are things like what's being taught in schools and what's being going on in the political world and what's got like what's going on in our culture and society. It seems like the truth and what is good have been turned flipped upside down in a lot of ways. Like how do we navigate it? How do we deal with it, right? First it's prayer. It's prayer to God, prayer for other people, prayer for yourself. According to the pattern I see in the scriptures we've talked about today. But the vision that I see that that God has for us as a country, as a land, is in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. He says, "My people who are called by my name, humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land." It is God that does this, right? Guys, we can fight all the politics we want. We can do all the arguments we want. We can say all the kind of things and point out all the things that are wrong and messed up about, you know, all, dude, seriously, we can do that. Or we can fight God's way with prayer to him, for others, for ourselves. So here's what I want to do.
this is the challenge. Normally, I'll say, hey, take 30 minutes this week. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do something crazy. Take 15 minutes every day, starting tomorrow or starting today. And here's what I want you to do. And if you're on live stream with us, this is what I want you to do as well. And I want you to share what God actually does when we do this. Here's the first thing. I want you to set three five-minute alarms. The first five minutes. I want, and I'm going to join you in this, okay? The first five minutes, I want you to give God glory. And, and here's what that looks like. God, you're amazing. God, you're incredible. You're the alpha. You're the, you're the, the omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the one that created absolutely everything we see. How did you do this, God? That, that, that kind of stuff. Leave yourself and everybody else out of it. Praise to God. Don't even thank him for stuff he's given you and done for you. Don't even do that. And don't thank him for the, the, the new jobs or the, the health or the, don't, don't thank him. Don't even talk about yourself or anybody else. Like, give God glory. Tell him who he is. Read about him and say, God, this is incredible what you did. Like, give him glory for five minutes. Second five minutes. Pray for other people. Pray for your neighbor, pray for your boss, pray for your co-workers, pray for your kids, pray for your spouse, pray for your fellow believers, your fellow soldiers in this war. Pray for other people. The last five minutes, pray for yourself. And I think that's going to be the hardest one for most people. That's going to be the hard one. That's going to be the one that says, all right, God, like I'm saying, like pray bold prayers for yourself. This is why it takes us, we have to get in tune with God to pray for ourselves really, really well because we want to make sure we're praying what he wants for us, right? This is where you can actually thank him for stuff he's done for you, the healing that he's given to you, the vision that he's given to you for your life, the, 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 the friends and family and children and spouse or whatever, like all those things you can thank him for, absolutely, but pray for some things for yourself. If you're hurting financially, if you're hurting in any way, if there's, if there's addictions going on, if there's, there's financial issues going on, right? And it doesn't always have to be bad stuff. It could be like, God, what do I do with this great blessing that you've given? Help me understand what to do with this, right? Amen. How do I deal with the, the new ministry that you've given me to go love my neighbor and tell him about you? What do I, how do I, could you guide me? Could you go before that? You understand how this works? Pray to God. Give him absolute glory for five minutes. Second five minutes, pray for anybody else you can think of. And sometimes that five minutes may seem like, that's going to take a while. Third five minutes, pray for yourself. Amen. You with me, New City? Let's fight the way he's called us to fight. The kind of soldiers he has asked us to be with him on it. Strengthening the battles that we do see, strengthening the battles we don't see through prayer and praises to him, prayer for others, and prayer for ourselves. Father, we love you, and we are thankful for you. Um, you're amazing. I mean, you're beautiful, you're incredible, you're absolutely everything that we need. And we thank you for that, God. We ask that you, man... We do pray for those that are all around the world that are in chains, Lord.
that are in prison for you, that are being tortured for you. We do pray for their safety. We do pray for their release. And Lord, we pray for their boldness to share the gospel with you because that is what it takes to be a a light in a dark world. We've got to be bold. And Father, we pray for ourselves. We ask that you give us the strength and the resources and the courage. We ask that you go before us as we go share your gospel with everyone else. And as we make the disciples, Lord, we ask that you you show us how it's done, right? That the, the people that come to us, that we we help them to grow in you. We love you, Lord. And we're asking for your guidance, your provision, your protection, and in your power. In your son Jesus' name, everybody in the house said, Amen.